gray. So I'd be like, oh. force field. And then I would also <laughs> be like, I'm moving stuff with my mind. And then my brothers would just like smack me in the head. And I'd be like, no, but I said force field. <laughs> I said force field. You can't. Jake, I'm uh, with Not So Peter Priested. Um, I have no announcements because there ain't shit going on, as usual. Um, <laughs> I have two very special guests with me. Um, first of all, we have our first uh, guest is she's fiery. She's sweet. She's a redhead. She's a smart uh <laughs> She always does all the research, and she's amazing, and she's a good cook, and she does all this Instagram stuff and makes me want to drool. It's Katie. <laughs> oh, my God. You are making me blush. Thank you. I've never felt so appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> and up next, we have the sassy, the little dynamite. She's a little dynamite in a small package making everything explode she drops the f-bomb whenever she fucking wants to it's sarah it's fucking sarah (laughs) and together their powers combined they are the not somali mormon podcast hosts and i'm very excited to have them with me today on this episode because um i'm their little their little brother uh, podcast. So yeah. it's a pleasure to have them. Um, we oh, are on nice. video also and on audio. So uh, for their Patreons, they're gonna have video. I don't know. I might freeze at some point, and hopefully, I'm not making a weird face when I do that. But you know, but the audio <sighs> is here, and that's yeah, important. Yeah. yeah. But welcome, Sarah and Katie. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. <laughs> this is awesome. I love talking to you guys. This is great. <laughs> yeah, so listeners, I, we've tried to do this before, and um, something mm-hmm. happened. Skype <laughs> just decided that it was just going to fuck us, I guess. Us. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just it was like, more of an excuse to just talk Total to talk you. block, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I know. <laughs> really disappeared. Jake was just like, I want to talk to them again, so I'm going to pretend <laughs> that I disappeared. <laughs> I don't and know I what was that... like, I'm gonna pretend it disappeared too because I. Yeah. I'm just gonna delete that. Nothing <laughs> ever happened. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's like, where did it go? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> uh, so it actually is kind of um, good that that happened. I mean, not because I could talk to you again, but also because last time I. Um, gathered questions from listeners because I told them that um, they wanted to, I was going to be talking to you guys and they gave me questions, but I didn't give them enough time. So I didn't have as many questions. Now I've gathered more questions. So it works oh, out. Nice. Sarah hates it when you ask her questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to make that joke. Like, um, last time you didn't have enough. And now I'm like, tell me more. How can I talk about myself more? Uh, all right so uh we'll just get right into it um so you're one of our um she's been a guest co-host on here before her name is dusty she's a avid listener for uh, both podcasts um but her one question was what is your favorite band or musician Oh, right. Katie, you go first. That's some really good ones. Right. Well, I, so the one that comes to mind is definitely the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We oh, talked about yeah. my crush on Anthony Kiedis. Yes. Oh, and we um, get over that. Yes. Yeah. And then obviously Spice Girls, No Doubt, obviously. all that good, like late 90s, early 2000s gems. Um, mm-hmm. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of like, Little Dragon, and I don't know if you guys have heard of this. This is kind of goes with it like really familiar. 
like Mormon culture, Purity Ring is the band's name, and they're really, oh, yeah. really yeah. I've never heard of this. You look them up; they're really good. But yeah, okay. I like I like basically everything. Yeah. All right, Sarah. <laughs> I'm like, what did I say last time? I don't remember. Um, I remember. I think. Oh, you remind me. So it would be Usher. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Usher. Yeah. Late 90s R&B is my jam. So that is Usher, so your tel- TLC, 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 Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa. <laughs> all of them. I can like I go back all the time and just I have like a 90s R&B playlist that I just jam out. Did yeah. you um, Apple to iTunes? Not to put a plug. I'm sponsored. Um, no, the hey. <laughs> <laughs> I they dropped uh, Aaliyah's some they're dropping her albums oh. on iTunes, nice. so oh okay, that's I exciting. That. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for this one specific song to d- get dropped, but I just because it's my favorite of hers. It's um what was it? What? Man, now I can't. I sound like such a terrible fan, but um what was it? It's on the Doctor Doolittle soundtrack, and it's um. Anyway, whatever. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I think people are like yelling into their, their earbuds right now. Like, <laughs> oh, it's Are You That Somebody? That's what it's called. Oh, are, you, are You That Somebody? You yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, yeah. sorry, I do have to throw in Lizzo. Because, again, she's my yes. number one. Lizzo uh-huh. is my number one. Fan-fucking-tastic. Right, rumors, I'm obsessed. Yes. The video was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <sighs> I love that you guys have like very different tastes, but they all like, they kind of complement each other, just like you guys. So it works out perfectly. <laughs> yes. Tell me more, Jake. Tell me more. <laughs> we both just hair flipped for listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Dusty's other question was How do you drink your coffee? Mm. Oh, right. I, yeah, mine's just regular brewed at home with like almond milk, kind of boring. But if I go out, I'll get like, I mean, pumpkin spice is coming up, you guys. Oh, I am yeah. not basic bitch. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. I do because I remember we had this whole conversation where I was like, is espresso different from just coffee? Oh, that's right. And Brown. both of us were just kind of like, uh, I don't know. And I was like, yes, you guys. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Anyway, so I like Cafe Bastello, but I drink it like drip coffee, right? So like yeah. I in and yeah. But I use one of those, I'm so basic. I don't even know what it's called. It's like the metal, like old Italian way where you have the bottom the and you Fresh the French press? No, 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 no. I said Italian, bitches. Oh, God. <laughs> Jake, we just got the Italian going. press, then. <laughs> it's like where you have um, the water at the bottom, and then you put uh-huh. in a little filter, and then you screw the top, and the steam pushes the water oh. through the coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways, that's what I Oh, you are? That's fancy. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Well, I am in Europe, you guys, so. <laughs> No, it was only because I'm the only one in this house who drinks coffee, so I'm like, I just have oh, a cup yeah. of day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> there you go. I, ju- I just got the caramel. I've been raving about it. Like, the people at my work are, like, probably sick of me by now, but the, I'm just like, I got this caramel macchiato uh, creamer. Oh my, God. Mm. my jam. Yeah, I love my jam. Yeah. Also, they have, like, a cheap one in, in this knockoff grocery store I go to that's, like, really cheap but great and it's like the starbucks knockoff but it's like 60 cents for this caramel macchiato deliciousness yeah. i know it's oh. so good so mm. i had one this morning yum yum oh. <laughs> uh okay so um Tessa asked, how do you deal with like uh, the tbms and the bullies and your dms and on the the trolls and all that stuff. How do you deal with them? Listeners, I'm pointing to Jake and Katie because <laughs> I don't normally. I don't. So um, every now and then I'll get on there. Sarah does occasionally. She'll come in with like really fire responses. <laughs> I love, I can always tell when Sarah's on there under your account because she's just like, um, fuck off. 
That's basically <laughs> what it is. Like. <laughs> or I'm really sarcastic. I just love yeah. with them when they're like, um, da 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 da. And I'm like, that's so nice of you, Karen. Thank you. You're Christ-like. So I appreciate you. So Christ-like. so Christ-like of you. Yeah. I mean, truly, though, people like Jake help us so much. I think Jake's our number one troll slayer. We have yeah. a lot of others, right. though. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I remember when we first started getting a lot of those, like, hate comments and DMs and even emails and it was really overwhelming at first and I kind of had a thought where I was like should we even keep doing this but then (laughs) we met people like Jake and all of these other amazing people who like help us and defend us and then it's like oh yeah we're doing this for a reason so yeah (laughs) now they're now they're mostly just amusing like sometimes they make me mad but they're pretty much just funny now. <laughs> Most of the time, they're just so dumb that they do they do the work for us. Where I'm we just like, our <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're we're making a point about them, the Mormon Church being homophobic or something, and they come in yeah. and say terribly homophobic things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Right. There it is. Yeah. And, there, and there you have it. <laughs> yeah. Or the, the one with polygamy was my favorite because they were like you don't even know your own doc, like, you don't know the Mormon doctrine, we don't practice polygamy, and Katie and I are like, uh, maybe we should go check your doctrine, like, we'll send you a link, and then it was like, cricket, yeah, no response. Gotta go read DMC 132 and come back to yeah. us, yeah, and Jake will do that too, he'll, like, leave, like, scriptures for people, yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love throwing their own scriptures back at them because it's like, um, but it says right here. <laughs> like, and then they can't argue that, so then they don't reply. Yeah. And then they're gone. It's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jake, have you gotten any trolls yet from your podcast? I have not. I have not reached that level yet, I don't think, but it's, it's Prepare fine. Yourself. <laughs> Prepare yourself. And we'll be there behind you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm... I'm actually, so whenever you guys, there's, because some of your posts, like, some just, like, get hit by the trolls a lot harder than others, and so I'm like, whenever the ones that get hit harder, I get all, like, excited, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing with my afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the ones that they really, really hate the most is when it's something referring to the church as a cult. That's mm-hmm. what, like, really gets them fired up. Or if yeah. you say something <laughs> negative about the prophet. Which is funny. Oh, yeah. I can you I can make fun of like Jesus quite a bit and they don't yeah. really do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but the prophet it's like no. no yeah. Yeah. No. Too far. Too far. Too far. <laughs> and calling out that they're in a cult, it's like oh, I am not oh, no upset. But I, I used to be the same way though. If someone would say like you're in a cult, I would it would really make me mad. Like I was like, yeah, I'm same. not in a cult. Like, stop it. That's not true. And I'm like, oh, I was. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Turns yeah. out they were right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember being on a mission and like I was in the South and they would always like, I'd get like into Bible bashing with people and they would get all like, we're trying to save you. We're trying to save you. I'm like, I don't need to be saved. I'm trying to save you. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like the story of my upbringing. Like, oh no, my church is true. And then they're like, no, you're going to hell. Now I'm like, <laughs> Huh, they're both wrong. Who'd have thought? All right. So, um, another question. I actually forgot who. Hmm. Sorry, listener, whoever you were that answer, asked this one, but your uh, go to self care routine. Mine's mm. mm. a bath, hands down. Yeah. Yep. Almost every night I take a bath, even if it's the summer. It's like my calming after work, after stress. I have a little routine. Take a hot bath with my candles, lights off, and listen to uh, a podcast. A true crime podcast. I'm so Oh a- yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm a <laughs> so true crime to calm down. I do. Yeah. If I need to yeah. calm down, I even told Sarah this, like I'll listen to a true crime podcast or I'll watch a scary movie, which is really fucking weird, but it like forces me to like pay attention to the movie. And then I'm not like worried or stressed or anxious about other things or read a really good book. is probably my go-to. Do you know what? I just watched a freaky, creepy ass movie. It was, (gasps) um, it's on Netflix and it's, uh, I'm also sponsored by them apparently. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
50 at checkout. <laughs> um, it's called Aftermath. And it was like, oh. I'm not going to give it anything away because I was not given any. This couple moves into this house where this um, another couple was murdered. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to watch um, it tonight. Is it a new one? It's yeah, it's new. It came out last year, I think, but then it dropped on Netflix this year. It has um, it has Sean Ashmore and uh, what's her name from Twilight? Um, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. No, the she plays the one with the short hair. Rachel Green. Rachel something. Rachel. I think that's right. Or Ashley Green. Ashley Green. (laughs) Ashley. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I thought it was that one um, with Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried, however you pronounce it. Oh yeah, no, that one's good that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, now I need to watch this cool. one. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I was. It was. I usually will turn on Netflix and but I'll like be on my phone. <laughs> but the, oh, yeah. that one, yeah. like I had my phone put away and I was just like. Oh my god! Oh my god! What's gonna happen? Oh my god! So yeah, definitely cool. watch that one. And let me know. Get back to me on that one. <laughs> All right. So um, another question was how it's kind of I mean pretty easy, straightforward. But how tall are you? Oh, I, am, <laughs> I am five eight and a little bit. Five eight and three quarters. Well, based off of Jake's introduction, I'm nearly six foot. Um, (laughs) I am five four on a good day, is what I say, because really I'm like five three and a quarter. So let's be honest. Don't forget that quarter. All right. Um, another question was, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, that's a, I always know. Cool. <laughs> um, I don't know. It'd be really cool to fly. I was thinking it'd be cool to read people's minds, but then it would also be really upsetting. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think I would that. want that. <laughs> it'd be cool to be invisible, too. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, this is too hard. Um, yeah, I think flying. I think I'd want to fly. Flying. Yeah. Or, or like always, teleport. Teleporting. Yeah. Oh, I always thought anything. telekinesis would be cool, like moving stuff with my mind. Um, there's actually a what is that song? It's they make she makes telekinesis like dirty. She's like, oh, I made that. The dick move with um, some telekinesis <laughs> or something like that. I can't. Remember. I think it's a Doja Cat song. Anyway, <laughs> I wish I could do that. That'd be amazing. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my my power. <laughs> I yeah, I should have said that one because I'm such a nerd that back in the day when I was little, X Men was my jam. And oh, I love X Men. And I play, and I was always Jean Grey. So I'd be like, oh. force field. And then I would often <laughs> be like, I'm moving stuff with my mind. And then my brothers would just like smack me in the head. And I'd be like, no, but I said force field. <laughs> I said force field. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do it. That's not fair. <laughs> that is really cute. And that is something I did not know about you. Yeah. Sarah. Almost all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I always loved Storm. She was always my favorite. Yeah, my she older cousin got to play her, and I was always mad. So I was like, in order of like age. So because I was the youngest, no, I have a cousin who's younger than me. So she was Jubilee. I don't know if any of you. Guys oh yeah, yeah. She's and the I'd fireworks. Like, yeah, like, oh, you have her fireworks. Poor field. Poor field. It's amazing. Well, there you go. You guys got to see a side of me or hear a side of me that you didn't know. Nerdy. Yeah. Nerdy side of Sarah. I know. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> All right. One more question. Uh, what is the biggest lesson you've learned? Okay. Let me back up. How long have you had the pad- podcast? It's been two, three years? Something. Three years. Yeah. Three we years. started in 20. Was it like March of 2018? I think we first recorded in February and released in May. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So now, yeah, over three years now. Wow. Crazy. So that is awesome. Um, 
And I think I found you guys that year. Like later, it would have been um, probably in the fall of that year is when I found your podcast. So wow. pretty much since the beginning. What is the biggest lesson you've learned from the podcast? And it could be like something about church or like something about yourself, like whatever the... Mm. That's a really um, good question. Yeah, I don't know what the biggest lesson is. I, I guess something that comes to mind is that, like, talking about all this shit is a lot more important than I initially thought it was going to be. I think I was just going to talk with Sarah. We'd have five listeners, maybe. <laughs> and then, like, I was just kind of wanting to, like, bitch about it, essentially. But then after going through it, it's like been really therapeutic for me actually Mm. and learning a lot like letting go of a lot of stuff and like holding space for other people to share their stories I don't know it's been really nice a a catharsis kind of thing yes yes yeah Yeah, I completely agree I think the thing that I realized and maybe it wasn't super quick it was probably maybe a year into it was that this podcast is bigger than us and in the sense that Katie and I like I and we we started it more on a selfish level as in like it was yeah, good yeah. for us to talk about it we wanted to create the space that we could also have support from other people feel validated in our feelings and then we quickly realized actually this podcast is helping people like this this goes beyond us yeah. and when we get these mm-hmm. messages and these emails that we get weekly mm-hmm. it's just this constant reminder of even if we wanted to quit or even if we're overwhelmed or we feel like, yeah, we're, we're kind of okay with it. Like leaving now we're at a good point. It's not about us anymore. It's yeah, just yeah. a really cool community we have. And um, yeah, just being able as Katie mentioned, to have a platform where people can tell their story either anonymously or not, you know, being on the show, just to chat and to have a, that's the amazing community we have. We talk about it every time, but it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm like, wow, like when I announced my engagement, I really felt like it was all of my closest friends telling me congrats, you know? And it was crazy because I've never met any of you guys in person, but it was like, whoa, I know these people and I feel that genuine love from this podcast we created, which is an incredible feeling. It's so so amazing. And yeah, like that community is so cool and like learning that I think it's um really bonding to have that past trauma of leaving like a high demand religion it's like you kind of automatically already bond with these people because we know what it was like yeah and it's a close bond too because even with like Mm -hmm. our partners who don't grow up like you know both Katie and I have partners who didn't grow up in the Mormon church and for me there's always that element where like Greg just doesn't fully get it and so it's nice to connect with this community where I'm like, they get it. Like, that's an instant yeah. connection and bond on a level that's already really personal. Like, it's just yeah. this instant connection, but on a very deep level, um, which is amazing. Oh, tender. Well, I can attest to that because, like, I had um, le- I had officially resigned when and when I started listening. It was kind of around the same time when I started listening to your podcast and then um, like just the, like the community and that that's what kept me listening was um, hearing other people's stories and feeling the the similarity and hearing your guys' stories. And, um, and then like for me as a, and I, I think this is partially why the, this podcast has come about is because I'm like um, the man, the male perspective, you know, but like, hearing the the women's perspective i had no idea like what women in the church go through like as because um like all the stuff that you guys bring up it's just like eye-opening and it makes me more sympathetic and more actually empathetic towards uh towards the women in the church like and anybody that's left it you know and so and i've also made some really good friends of your listeners so Oh, that's so cool. I love um, that so much. Thank you. And also, it's great that you have this podcast because it's it's another angle that 
you know, that brings awareness to this topic that Katie and I can't talk on, you know, like we didn't grow up in the church as identifying as men and, and understanding that perspective. So it's great because there's often times where we're like, man, I wish we had someone on the show that could talk about growing up in the church as a guy, like in the priesthood and feeling that pressure, but we don't know. So I think this is great. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think both sides definitely get uh, pressure and the trauma, but in different ways. So it just it's interesting to hear. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so I I know last time we did like, do you guys want to do trivia? I have another thing that I more is like hot off the press though. So I don't know if um, to do it. Okay. So <laughs> I know what it is. And I told Sarah you had something. I didn't tell her what it was though. So. Oh, God damn it. Oh. Why do I don't know? Why do I out? Sarah, I wanted you to be surprised. <laughs> we wanted the oh, genuine reaction. I know. We she have extreme it. FOMO. <laughs> you literally told me like right before we started. So. It's true. Yeah. Well, maybe not right. <laughs> have you <laughs> like, read it, Katie? Um, I've only or... seen like parts of it. Uh, okay. And then, yeah. So. So, um, yesterday, Apostle Jeffrey R. Holland gave a speech to BYU. It was a devotional speech, and oh, it was um, it was to stop okay. aiming friendly fire at LDS teachings. And um, so, this is from it's a Salt Lake Tribune article about it. Um. And actually, uh, Dr. Dalen, how do you is that how you say his name? Um, oh, John on Mormon stories, John Dalen. He gave he already spoke about this, and I I listened to some of it, but and I actually started reading the whole transcript, and I was like, I couldn't do it. So, like, so the beginning, he goes into like how great BYU is, and sorry, you can, I mean. I just, because you went there, and I went to BYU-Idaho, which is not much different, but, like, there's, like, it's just a smaller version of it, but um, it's, there's definitely, like, that elitism at BYU, and so, um, anyway, so he said, so I'll just get into it. On the same day that Brigham Young University announced the creation of an office of belonging, to combat prejudice of any kind, including that based on, that based on race and sexual orientation, Latter-day Saint Apostle Jeffrey R. Holland sharply criticized faculty members and students who challenged the faith's teachings on same-sex marriage. Oh, my God. He also questioned why a BYU valedictorian would choose his 2019 commencement address to come out as gay. So he Mm. called out one of the, like, by, like, a sole person, um... That's obviously everybody can look him up. Everybody can find out who he is and said, I don't know why he came out as gay at this valedictorian address. Can you imagine me like can you imagine being called out specifically by, by a, yeah. Okay. And also I remember when this happened in 2019 and I thought it was actually, I don't know, I guess I had mixed feelings, but I was really proud of this person for coming yeah. out at, at BYU. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, that's huge. really good, like, really good for him and all of that. And also, it's like he was just coming out. It's not like he was up there talking about having gay sex or anything. He was just said he was gay, like what he was. And now Holland is like, calling him out. What the fuck is that? And I also, don't understand. If this guy is still an active member of the church... Can you imagine? Well, I can't. I, I didn't grow up gay in the church, but the amount of guilt he probably feels after hearing oh, yeah. someone that high up say, like, why would you say that you're gay? Like, da da da. Like, I'm sure he is going through a very dark place, like a, a moment right now that is caused by some old white dude who's just a homophobe. Like, fuck yeah. off. Like, I don't. Yeah. yeah, what a stab in the heart that must be be if he's still active I mean even if he's not that's like he was valedictorian of that school and exactly all these people are listening over his sexuality like yeah he chose he chose that platform to do that for a reason and that's on him that's his decision and he shouldn't have been shouldn't be crucified for it yeah you know what this is a bit of an off topic 
not really. It's a good segue. So Greg, my lover that we all know about <laughs> now, um, he actually brought this up the other day in a conversation with friends talking about there's this debate of on LinkedIn, whether or not it's the right platform to talk about personal things, right? Like if you're coming out or um, sexism that you've experienced in the workplace, blah, blah. And a lot of people are arguing that that's not the place. Like LinkedIn should be for professionals only and talking about work and blah, blah, blah. And actually, Greg brought up a really good point because we were with friends and they were siding on that part. And he was saying, actually, no, because that's the reason why it's such an issue in the workplace and in education and in just life in general is that people feel like they can't say these things and be themselves because it's not deemed professional or it's not deemed, you know, acceptable or blah, blah, blah. But that is the place to do it is on LinkedIn to say, right. I, for example, I'm in marketing and I'm also like if, if someone wanted to say that they're a marketing specialist and also gay, that should be their That's normal. That's yeah. who they are. And that's what creates this understanding in the workplace that that's not something that you should judge someone for or treat them any differently. Like it's just part of who they are. It is them as well as their profession and using these platforms like in education as well, like at BYU, for example, it shouldn't be seen as like, oh, my God, he came out while giving his valedictorian speech. It's just, but that's fine. That's cool. That's a great story. But let's also, like, focus on that. That's who he is. And also the fact that he accomplished these really great things. And that's it. Nothing yeah. else yeah. should be said by it. But it's creating this sense of, I don't like to use the word normality, but just having where that is the accepted way of responding and not like it's taboo, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, he said it much more elegant than I did in a British accent. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I need to find me a British man. Oh, man. Does he have any gay friends? Like, <laughs> he does. He does, um, actually. Yeah. Sarah, you're holding out on me. <laughs> well, he's a listener, so I can't say too much right now. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, listener, if you want to date an American man... <laughs> I can attest anyway. this person is very cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll talk offline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so during Monday's annual, let's see, sorry. Um, BYU faculty and staff t- should take up their, oh, okay, should take up their intellectual muskets to defend the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, especially the doctrine of the family and marriage as the union of a man and a woman, the apostle said. But some choose to aim friendly fire, and from time to time, the church, its its leaders, and some of our colleagues within the university community have taken such fire on this campus. And sometimes it isn't friendly, wounding students and the parents of students who are confused about what so much recent flag waving and parade holding on this issue means what okay so he's it's wording that. how he says flag waving waving and parade holding yeah what is and that's wounding of, the, yeah what the fuck talking about a fucking pride talking about specifically oh no uh-oh <laughs> jake you're frozen Okay, well, we can talk about it till he comes back. Yeah. <laughs> but also, did he use the word muskets as in, yeah. like, guns? Like, old-school American Revolution guns? Yeah, like, telling them to take up their musk, their intellectual muskets. Uh, oh, I, I think yeah. your voice is back. There you go. Okay. Yeah, you're back. But, yeah, that... Uh, yeah, you guys froze, too. Market. I was like, your faces were great when it happened, too. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I guarantee I had a double chin. Always. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were doing, like, this... Your react, it was perfect because it was a reaction exactly... Perfectly described your reaction to how this was going. Anyway, so... <laughs> Um, he's talking about, did you guys catch everything I was saying? Was I, I don't yeah. know where it ended up, but the taking up, did you catch, catch the whole quote that I gave? Yeah, I got the quote. The flag uh-huh. waving and parade holding. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. the part so, that we ended on. Oh, it's man, just it's crazy freezing, to me. freezing again. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I just think that's really crazy. And especially like right after they created that, what was that club for like, what were they saying? It was a club for like, Oh to- yeah. There was a, there was a club that was um, created at BYU. Oh, the office. Is that what you're talking about? Something. There where- was like, it was the day yesterday that was created yeah. the office yeah. of belonging. Yes. So, like, oh, you um, belong here. And then he has the audacity to say all this shit. Like, you need to defend the family and defend that marriage is between a man and a woman and don't speak out against the LDS church. This is where it's like, it can be a progressive Mormon all you want, but then they're going to call you out like this. <laughs> I just hope his, like, dick falls off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's <Right>. horrible. <laughs> 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 Like, I just, uh, like, how how can he go home at night and be like, oh, I did the Lord's work, and that was a good thing I did. Like, it's just horrible stuff to say. Like, it's, how can you not, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I shouldn't question it in terms of, like, how can someone be like that? Because we know so many people who are like that. But I just can't imagine ever being that, mm-hmm. just this empty space of like empathy like not being able to realize like that's just not a nice thing to do or say yeah I know that sounds really basic and trivial but that's how my my brain is just like I can't fathom thinking that that's a good thing you know right like where he's coming from yeah yeah as anyone saying that but he's a leader he's a leader of a church that has millions of followers and so like the church can say all at once that it's accepting of gay people but it's not and then you you hear shit like this and this is what all the members are going to repeat they need to take up their muskets and fight for the for the traditional family like as if it's under attack just because people are gay what the fuck i don't get it and like why does he think he has any right to tell anyone like who they are essentially because hasn't the church even said that like they acknowledge that people are born gay they just shouldn't act on it yeah. but yeah then he's like saying that they shouldn't mm-hmm. even say that <laughs> yeah he's saying that crazy. that's not even a thing and the, because as a, a leader he's setting the tone for everybody else's react responses to that so like um it's like say what if okay hypothetically what if like somebody um like in you just like in Provo, Utah, they had just heard like a kid is growing up and he's gay and he like like immediately yet last night was the night that he wanted to come out to his parents and then he hear like but then he hears like, Oh, Elder Holland just said all this stuff about this and then he's like, Oh, I guess mm-hmm. I I shouldn't come out, you know, like ooh. Like it just forces people back into the closet and also like <laughs> Dr. Delin was mentioned how like this could um, be another increase in like suicide attempts yeah. from like LGBTQ the... kids that are Mormon. Like it's ridiculous. I was gonna say I... that too. Yeah. <sighs> I think it's um, really dangerous, like to have someone in that position, and especially in Utah, where we know it has some of the highest suicide rates among youth and LGBTQ plus community, and to have someone in a higher position like that say those things, like how can he not realize that that's, that's on him. Like that's on his shoulders that he's saying something like that. And when I, I I don't even want to say if, which I know sounds horrible, but when the suicide rates increase, like that's, that's on him. Like saying shit like that. It's just, I, I feel like there's a lot of missed, not even missed opportunities. That's the wrong word in Utah with people who have platforms and position of power where they could actually talk about these things and shed light on them and say, right, like, this is not okay. Actually, the Mormon church shouldn't be saying these things and you guys are all loved and you have no reason to ever doubt yourself or change yourself and it doesn't happen. But that's a whole other soapbox I can get on. And I I was on it earlier this week talking about it to friends, but... I just think there's some people in Utah that can say a bit more with their platforms. Oh, yeah, for sure. And can I just say how insensitive and also just ridiculous it is that he's insinuating that having a, like, pride parade is somehow harming people in, like, the Mormon community? 
it, like, he was all offended about that. Like, this is confusing to our youth. Like, why? Why is that confusing? But your jello molds are. Wounding. It's wounding yeah. students and parents of students. Like, okay. Well, fuck how? right off. You're not the victim here. You're the one caught doing the wounding, sir. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. who doesn't love rainbow everything? I'm upset. Right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All the color. Um, Holland brought up the time a student com- oh, he's a commandeered a graduation po- podium intended to represent everyone getting diplomas to announce his personal sexual orientation. Commandeered? Uh, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> what might commencement come to mean or not mean if we push individual license over institutional dignity for very long? He asked, do we simply end up with more divisiveness in our culture than we already have? And we already have too much everywhere. Okay. Sorry, I have to interrupt you again because this whole divisiveness shit no, you're is good. getting really old. Like, this whole thing is... We've heard so much mm. from people like, like, don't have that opinion or like, stay quiet about it because it's causing division. It's like... I don't think advocating for the rights of people to just be themselves is causing division. You just want people to be quiet and be just like you. And to never fix the issue and never progress. Yeah. Like yeah. they, it's just that white people and mm-hmm. like, and, and homophobic people and sexist and blah, blah, blah. They don't want to feel discomfort. Right. So calling mm-hmm. them out on these issues causes severe discomfort and they're just yeah. not used to it. So they're like, nope, nope, nope. Quit causing division. I don't want to learn. I don't want to improve. Like, stop it. This makes me uncomfortable. And it's like, well, maybe you should, like, dwell in that uncomfort and discomfort and think about it. Like, why does this make you just uncomfortable? Why? But Sarah, don't you know that confrontation is of the devil? It is. That's why I'm (laughs) Satan. Because y'all know I love the bitch and confront. I am the devil. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so it goes on, and um, Matt Easton is the gay valedictorian. Uh, he says he was surprised and disappointed by Holland's mention of his action. He says, I am proud of what I did two years ago. He responded Monday, and I said, stand by what I said. His speech, <laughs> including the mention of his sexual orientation, was approved by his dean two weeks in advance. Easton said from his home in Berkeley, California, where he is about to begin graduate school. I was trying to grandstand. I wasn't trying to grandstand or commandeer the event. I drew on my personal experiences because they shaped my time at BYU. Authenticity is not the same as agenda pushing. Hey, that just so, made me think of and that's something. That's my like. Authenticity is all about me. <laughs> what? <laughs> you guys, I just thought of something. What if he had? Like if he was straight and he had met his wife or his fiance at BYU and he like put that in his speech, like I'm I met my beautiful wife and like mentioned that. Holland wouldn't have said that was commandeering. And that's yeah. essentially the same kind of statement, yeah. like about your personal life. Yeah. But because it that's in have, the heteronormative, yeah. He wouldn't have batted an eye. No, in fact he would have commended him. He'd have been like, see? That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. Go to university and get married in the temple to your eternal companion. What? That's what you should say, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a really good point, Katie. It's like, but, yeah, the, people say personal stuff like that all the time in those speeches. But since his was personal in a way that Holland didn't like. Should uh, we send Holland a package with that note in it and that expression? Yes. And then I'll fart in it and seal it up. <laughs> and that's what I want. I think we should send him... <laughs> A bag of dicks, not real ones, obviously. I'm not gonna cut off anyone's fingers, but yeah. We can, you can do that. Did you know there's like a thing of anyway, there's a company that does a bag of dicks or oh, the well, company. Let's get on that. Yeah, there's an there's another company that'll like send a big chocolate uh, a chocolate dick with like veins <laughs> and like it's big and like it's just yeah. Like, I think that's even better. Because <laughs> then a bigger question the, is, what kind of chocolate is it? Because I'm really picky about my chocolate, so. I don't know. All I want to know. Because what? Because I'm so picky about my chocolate. I'm a, I'm a chocolate snob. So is it like true. chocolate? Is it like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, we're sending it to Holland. 
sometimes. So I don't it doesn't know. I'd have to, have to be good chocolate. Mm. It can just be crappy chocolate. If we're sitting and in then, Holland, then yeah, it needs to be like that. You know those coins they used to make? They're like chocolate <laughs> yeah. covered coins that are like yeah. taste like wax. Yeah, that's what it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. And then with a nice little handwritten <laughs> card that just says eat a dick. Yeah. That's pretty calligraphy. The Matt Easton, he said his intention was not to divide his listeners, but to empower people like myself. I hope BYU will, BYU will continue to be a place where LGBTQ students can feel safe and respected. Can Honestly, continue? BYU is I don't not. think they. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think they do. No. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I don't know if I agree with I don't that, it's but. not the top like when I think of BYU, I don't think of like safe haven for gay people no. like at all. <laughs> I think of like that's like the exact opposite. Um it okay. If maintaining the faith's policy on LGBTQ members that it's not a sin to have same sex attraction, but acting on it is cost the school some professional associations and certifications, Holland said, then so be it. The church-owned school must have the will to stand alone if necessary. Being a university second to none in its role primarily as an undergraduate teaching institution that is unequivocally true to the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ in the process. No one wants it to come to that, said Holland, who worked as BYU's president from 1980 to 1989, but if it does, we will pursue our own destiny. So in the when I read the original, like the full transcript, his whole beginning thing is like, I I remember my first time coming to BYU in the 19 fucking 40. Like I'm just like, are you Christ? He's a dude. dinosaur. Like you were ancient for one, <laughs> and also like um, times have changed since then, bitch. So like maybe yeah. like get with it. Calm your tits here. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of crazy. He was at BYU and I think president of BYU. I don't know when they stopped doing conversion therapy. But that was a thing. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah, fuck I mean, that. He it was in the eighties and nineties. Like he yeah. probably was part of instituting that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. To be clear, let me go no farther before de- declaring unequivocally my love and that of my brother. Oh God. Okay. Unequivocally, my love and that of my brethren for those who live with this same-sex challenge and so much complexity that goes with it. Too often the world has been unkind, in many instances crushingly cruel to those our brothers and sisters. Like many of you, we have spent hours with them and wept and prayed and wept again in an effort to offer love and hope while keeping the gospel strong and the obedience to commandments evident in every individual blah, blah, blah. <laughs> where does he get the balls to say that shit like oh i know you've been through cruelty he's the one causing he's, the cruelty he's inflicting it that's him like he's yeah. doing that right now and then yeah be so dismissive like i've sat with you guys and i like, love you me. i love you i just don't want yeah. you to ever be yourself or talk about that about yourself or ever find love or ever get married I love you though. <laughs> I love you and I want you to feel constant yeah. shame and guilt and like you're not good enough, but I love you. Don't worry, I love you and I empathize with you. Yeah. I, I mourn mm. with you with this challenge. I'm doing air quotes for people who can't see me. This I can't believe you called it a challenge. <laughs> you're fucking abusive. I hate it. Uh, <sighs> same sex <sighs> challenge. I hate that's worse than uh, I always gag when I hear because I used to, I mean, call refer to it same sex same sex attraction. Like oh, yeah. what it fucking is it's being gay. Like come on, yeah. and yeah, that's just a way to like get around it and be like, um, not look straight at it and be like, this is what it is. This is who yeah. I am, you know. And it's allowing for people to um, to minimize it too and not yeah. see it for and see it as something shameful just in the wording of. Like right, using it just that way. calling it a challenge is so awful. Well, it's like a choice, right? Yeah. It's it's making it <laughs> seem like, you know, yeah. it's a challenge, yeah. mm-hmm. it's an attraction. These are things you choose to embark on, right? Like you choose to have a challenge. You choose who you're attracted to sometimes. Yeah. Like, well, <sighs> well, 
Well, and also, like, it goes with the that whole thing of, like, well, in your pre-existence, you were given these challenges, and you, you signed up for these in the pre-existence, so you knew what you were, that's kind of the feeling I always get with yeah. that, and just like, yeah. and I can remember, like, beating myself up over that, I was just being like, why would I choose this? Why, I wouldn't choose this if I, like, if yeah. I had, like, okay, let me choose all this trauma and, yeah. like, shame and guilt that I go through daily to um <laughs> for what like so i can go be in the celestial kingdom and but i can't really be in the celestial kingdom and be able to get uh, married and if i get married it's under a lie and so really i'm a liar yeah. so i can't really be in the celestial kingdom like what the like it's just this whole like mental yeah. gymnastics that you have to do yeah <sighs> I hate that right, too, so. like the the challenge. And I've heard that they, oh, I hate it so bad when people say, yeah, some people in this life, they're just really valiant and they're the strong ones. So they get the more difficult challenges. Yeah. Like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, child. you're one of his most valiant warriors or whatever. So um, not to put my little sister on, this is something that just happened. Um, she has told my parents that, She'll listen to this, but they won't. But anyway, um, she's a listener, by the way. I told Katie that, I think. I told one of you that. Um, oh, yeah. It's yeah. never me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so over it. <laughs> oh, Sarah's so bad. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> Sarah just storms off. <laughs> yeah, like, I can storm off. All together. <laughs>
Like exactly. it's the kind of the same thing. It's like, would I just lie about it because it's easier? Also, it's not easier. It's way more oppressive to be in it usually. I mean, it's hard to leave as we know, yeah. but like it's easier it, once you get out. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Like, I'm, for one, my life would be completely different if I weren't gay, but like, um, I'd definitely be like married. I would never have left the church. <laughs> so I guess in that sense, I would, wouldn't be lonely, but I have or a whatever, question, single or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, wouldn't you yeah. think that you would be lonely, lonely in the church, like because you are gay and you'd be forced to like hide parts of your actual identity? I mean, I guess you oh, never yeah, know. For sure. But... I feel like that's a different level of loneliness. That's like a yeah. that's a self-imposed loneliness, I guess. I I don't know. Like, I have a I've talked about him before, but my friend that married a woman that's, and he's gay and apparently has three kids now and all this stuff. But like, I just, I can't imagine that being a very like quality life. Like yeah. he's torturing himself daily. Like, and I'm sure he cares for his wife and he has like affection for her, but it's not the same as like, I'm sexually attracted to you. And I want to like, that means I like, and I don't know, for me, when I was make, uh, really like coming out and like understanding like what the impact it would be was, um, I thought less of myself on that. I thought more of like, who's, what's the, it's not fair to the woman at all, like completely unfair to the, like, yeah. let me just like, oh, I want to marry you so that we can go to the celestial kingdom, but I don't want to definitely don't want to fuck you, you know, like yeah. just Yeah. Ugh. And that's that's a big thing. I mean, I think that's something that's very much I mean, of course we know the church downplays sexual any type, like, you know, sex in general is just for procreation and sometimes a bit of pleasure, you know, after marriage. But in general, it's it's just not seen as an important thing. And I now being on the other side and not being Mormon, I couldn't imagine being with someone who I knew wasn't attracted to me. And it wouldn't be that I would be upset with them by any means. It would just be more like, wow, like I don't feel good about myself in this relationship. I don't, you know, there are things exactly. that you want to enjoy together as a couple. And if you know that the other person is not attracted to you, I would be like, oh, okay. Like that doesn't yeah. it's not fulfilling. Good. Yeah. 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 It's sad. <sighs> uh let's see. So there was even so even so Holland urged his listeners to be careful that love and empathy do not get interpreted as condoning and advocacy or that orthodoxy oh, and loyalty okay. to principle not be interpreted as unkindness or disloyalty to people. So you can love and be empathetic, but that doesn't mean I'm condoning it or advocating for you. Right. Basically saying like, I can love that person, but I can't wear like a pride t-shirt or, or say I'm an ally at the pride parade because that's condoning. It's that love the sins, hate, love the, love the sinner, hate, love, hate the sin mentality. That's so toxic and disgusting. I want to know what my progressive Mormon friends think of this. Like, how do they stay in when they hear shit like this? Yeah. Oh, I'd do they so just serious. kind of block it out? All from social media. So I, I only see. have a few left, but I'm just like, how do you hear this shit and not just be like, I'm leaving? <laughs> I don't know. Right? I don't know. Yeah. And then... <sighs> I have, I do have a specific friend in mind that I'm kind of want to ask about, but I feel like I always ask her about stuff that's like, <laughs> like this, where I'm like, oh, what about this? What about Black Lives Matter? What about this stuff? What about this? And she just probably thinks I hate everything about her, which and I don't. It's just like, but you have all these views, like, I don't know. How do you how do you justify this stuff? I just don't understand. And then, and yet you say that you're like you love me as a for everything I am and you helped me come out, but like you pay money to a church that says this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's see. So the, 
Earlier in the session, BYU President Kevin Worthen said the new Office of Belonging will be led by a vice president level official who will be a member of the president, president's council. Um, I'll just guess, there's a 64 page report on that. Holland's remarks ignited hundreds of responses media Monday on social media. It's a disastrous message to give to a university faculty. Michael Austin, a BYU alumnus and executive vice president for academic affairs at the University of Evansville, a Methodist school in Indiana, wrote on Facebook, it is exactly the opposite of the norms of academic inquiry that most universities operate under. The, common, the canons that govern scholarly activity and research stipulate that the research be conducted without bias and the results published, regardless of whether they confirm any particular hypothesis or doctrine. Austin wrote, what this talk seems to be saying is that academic research should begin with the desired conclusion in mind and either reach that conclusion or be dismissed. That is not scholarship. It is propaganda. Oh, yeah. Boom, oh, yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what BYU already is, right? I mean, it's like all based around, like, yeah. I mean, you, you pray before classes. Yeah. You pray, and yeah. in your biology class, you have to basically dismiss evolution and somehow incorporate gospel <laughs> principles. <laughs> like, what? I always hated that at BYU, uh, BYU Idaho. I would be like, we were sitting there in like a math class, and like they'd bring up scripture or like some like weird. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like exactly. Even as a Mormon, I was just like, yeah. Even as a Molly Mormon, tilt my head up. Like, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if I can leave BYU and be like, in my real world. So in math class, we talked about the levels of celestial and celestial and blah, 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 <laughs> kingdoms and how they relate to this algorithm. Like, the fuck? No. Or, like, biology. Like, no. so really evolution is that God created us and we were formed from Adam and Eve. That's evolution, right? Well, and <laughs> oh, I've heard also God. this whole thing with evolution is um, evolution is real, but God started the process kind of yeah, thing. Like, I've- I'm just like, uh what <laughs> anyway like, i don't even know what to yeah. <laughs> and i don't really know dinosaurs fit in there somewhere you know, I don't know. and also if, if there was a big ba- if there was a big bang theory god did it I'm yeah just like, mm, <laughs> i just can't just can't <laughs> not today no <sighs> but yeah, that was hot off the press from yesterday. So that's I have a half a mind to like post it on my Facebook and let the let the let it all just explode and just be like, hey, what do you guys think of this, huh? All my Mormon family and friends. Hmm? How yeah, do you I'll justify be, you know, this? I'll be in there liking your comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah I'm glad that you guys shared this with me because right before this call, I saw two friends who are also listeners um post this this article but I was like what is this like what is this something new like why is everyone posting this and now I know it's because of stupid Holland did you guys know I have a friend well kind of like a friend acquaintance I'm sure she doesn't listen to this because she's Mormon she named her daughter Holland after Jeffrey R. Holland that's how much she loves him Ew. I know. Like when she told me that, it took everything in me to just not be like, oh. <laughs> she leaves the church and then changes that to say it's because I love the country so much. I know. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Please. <laughs> not a good look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And that makes me sad because the. So I don't know if you guys ever watched Teen Wolf, but they're one of the actresses named. Her first name is Holland, and I I would loved that name, and I never put it together with Jeffrey R. Holland, and now I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, oh that ruined now everything. it's I ruined it. <laughs> I ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, your friend did. I'm gonna just I'm blame yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh man. So yeah, that's that's all I have for for y'all today, but. Well, thank, thank you for your insight and thanks for being on my show. Of for course. Being here. You guys are lovely as usual. You guys are lovely. We are yeah. so happy to be here. 
<laughs> so honored. I love it. Have us back anytime. It's fun. It's fun that we yeah. can chill and, you know, I get to talk about myself. Katie doesn't have to do research. <laughs> it's crazy. It's great. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, I was going to say, you guys, if you haven't yet, if you're listening, obviously you are because you're hearing me right now, go leave Jake a good review on iTunes. Yes. Um, and, oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. A good review and a good rating. Five stars. Because, yeah, more people yeah. need to listen <laughs> to you. Uh, yeah. And subscribe. And I'm going to get it more. I'm going to get it on other platforms other than Apple iTunes right now. It's That's all it's on is Apple Podcast. And then... Uh, my email is not some no, not some. I hope it's not. It is not so Peter Priesthood at gmail.com. So if you guys do want to um, reach out to me, you can reach out to me there. I'm also on Instagram at not so Peter Priesthood. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Stories, guys. We want to hear all the things. So definitely send Jake some messages. Yeah, we want to hear them. <laughs> All right. All right.